Welcome to another edition of the Kentucky High School Baseball Coaches Association podcast. I'm your host, Levi Bristow, and this is your source for everything that is Kentucky baseball. Today, we get the pleasure to sit down with Coach Kevin Goins, the new head baseball coach at Scott, and we're going to dive into all things about starting a new program, his past coaching experiences, and how he's trying to implement those things with Scott. Also, we're going to ask him about travel ball and how travel ball has some positives and some negatives as he's been travel ball seen for a long time. So, Coach Goins, how are we doing today, man? Coach Bristow, I appreciate you having me. It's a great opportunity and uh, ready to get going. Sounds great, man. So, hey, so tell us about your, your long coaching journey. And, and I believe you played baseball at IU. Is that correct? Started off in college? I, I did. Um, I grew up in Lexington. Played uh, Lafayette High School from 1987 to 1989. Enough to be on back-to-back state championship teams. After high school, got to go play four years at IU at Bloomington. I was a four-year starter there at first base at DH. Played with some great guys up there, a few of them that got a, you know, more than a cup of coffee in the, in the big leagues and you know, definitely faced some good competition um, while I was there. and Got out of um, college, been about four years, you know, quote unquote, the real world, and you know, got that itch that I missed the game and got my feet wet. And starting in 1998 at Dixie Babe Ruth in Lexington, coached there for three years. And a childhood friend of mine by the name of Mick Marshall took over at Dunbar High School after they come on board. I spent four years there with him. We won to 04 in 2003. We were state champions. Josh Ellis was Mr. Baseball. Planets aligned and you know, got an opportunity to be a, a state champion for the third time. And some of great memories. Um, did a couple more stints at Dunbar and won in 08. And then in uh, 2010, 2011, with Larry Pointer, who's now at Pitch Creek, got an opportunity to go to Franklin County High School. That program for two years as a head coach. Went back to Lexington, Jordan Summers at Henry Clay gave me an opportunity to be on that staff. But I really, really, really um, wanted to get back as a head coach. Regulations, so, you know, put my name in the hat and, you know, so things not working out. Um, that's where we cross paths. Uh, oh, yeah. County. And, uh, Carroll County, we you know, fortunate to uh, have some good kids, and you know, they, they definitely, uh, you know, took my baseball knowledge that I brought to the table, and you know, you know got uh, two district titles, and then uh, job at Scott was open. Uh, I grew up in the four years, um, graduated from Scott, so you know, kind of like. We didn't know if we wanted to try to come back to Lexington or go up north and uh, put the name that there. Yeah. Here we are. Man, that's a nice, extravagant baseball start playing Division One baseball. I'm sure at that level, he probably had some outstanding coaches. So, who is some of the coaches that stood out to you along the way as mentors? The first one that comes to mind is uh, Steve Chandler, who was my head coach at Lafayette. 
at bedtime um, in Lexington when you were a freshman you were still in middle school and there was a few guys that would you know attempt to be in in the high school program as freshmen but you know I didn't begin playing in high school until I was a sophomore coach Chandler that was his first year and the way the program was prior was basically you had to wait till you're a senior to play Mm -hmm. and I had a really good group um along with me as sophomores that came in, kind of, you know, kicked the door down and Coach Chandler didn't care what your grade was. Um, he wanted the best nine on the field and gave us an opportunity. And, uh, you know, that definitely paid off with winning two state, two, t- two state titles before it was all said and done. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's, that's very awesome. thankful. Of, you know, Coach Chandler did a lot for my baseball career and, you know, can't say nothing about him, so you know, that's one mentor. Um, Bob Morgan was my head coach in college, military type background. Um, I was at IU at you know, the same time Bobby Knight was, was King of Indiana, and that oh, was yeah. Coach Morgan's coaching style, too. Um, you know, he put the fear in you. Um, all I cared about was, you know, doing my job and you know, trying to keep that hand off my back and. You know, when I left there, I'm like, huh. you know, I, I learned a lot. Walking in as a freshman with two state titles, you think, you know, and I got this game beat, and I really didn't know much about it. And, you know, four years under Coach Morgan, man, he definitely learned the ins and outs of, you know, how to play the game right, and uh, definitely nails mentality. Sounds like it. I'm sure the culture, you know, considering Bobby Knight was so successful, you think that uh, a lot of coaches would want to rub off on that with the military style, and especially when was that? Like in the early '90s, late '80s? It was '90 to '93. Oh yeah, it's like Calvert Cheney days back at IU, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, I used to be a. It's a secret, but growing up, I grew up in Evansville, Indiana, and I was an IU fan, so I knew those teams very well with uh, Damon Bailey and Calvert Cheney and all those guys. So uh, then I transferred to UK in the middle of my junior year, and I was like, you know what? I'm a cat, so I've been a cat ever since. For And if any listeners out there, Louisville fans or whatever, I'm, we root for them too, for baseball. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't win either way I went, and, you know, Lexington being, going to IU, you know, I got to People gave me a hard time then. Oh, I'm sure. You know, being from Lexington, up at IU, you know, I got the same deal. So, <laughs> oh man, especially in those basketball heydays, those are glory days right there. So, as far as if I was to dive in to the Scott program, new year, new dugouts, taking that program over, what's some of the first things that, that you try to implement over this, this past fall? Walking in, just, you know, it's. It, Makes you a little bit nervous knowing that kids only got to learn one guy, but I've got to learn 45 to 50 different personalities, learning names. We've we've started very very slow, um, but the kids are hungry. I've got an eight fan, and the best thing I can say about both guys is even when it's not their day to get or work out, they're in the weight room. Nice. You know, they've got a bat in their hand and, you know, don't have to drag them there. So, it's a major positive for you know, a new guy walking in. And 
as I was telling you, 2004, 2015, Gunn was in the state tournament. Right. So the cupboard was not bare when I walked in and good baseball time. Uh, I just had, like I said, eight seniors that they were part of the program, but they weren't the ones putting their stamp on it. So this is their last opportunity and, you know, you can see it in their eyes that, you know, they're wanting to make some noise and, you know, they're accepting everything that, you know, I'm bringing to the table so far. And, what is some... It makes it a joy to go, you know, makes it a joy to go to the field or, or go to the caves. Of course. So going into the program, the kids already had a sense of the importance of the weight room. Is that what you're saying? They did. And, um, you know, got, there's three or four kids that have played in the Midland summer program. Uh, I would say probably 90% of the kids in the program play somewhere in the summer. Um, it's very, very nice that they're, you know, they're not going to put the gloves up um, the end of May, early part of June, and say, you know, I'll see you next February. So uh, that's a nice problem to have. Uh, we tried to get out on the field as much as we could this fall. Mother Nature definitely did not cooperate. It seemed like every day that we were getting to do something, it wanted to rain. Um, yeah. We don't have a baseball, like softball only uh, indoor facility. And we've got to share with wrestling. We've got to share with our grandkids. So we don't get a whole lot of time. But I'm thankful there's enough facilities in the area that the kids are staying busy. Um, we're, we're after we're cranking up, and in February, we're going to be ready to go. All right. So after, besides weightlifting, what are some areas of what does a typical practice plan look like for for Coach Goins? We're limited as far as time, so and, and we've got one cage. I remember I didn't have really a cage to have in high school, so we're thankful um, that we keep the kids busy and we're going to do things up in the cage. Plus, they've got a circuit going on. We're rotating around. Um, yeah, we've got a weight room upstairs. So, you know, kind of keeping the kids busy for an hour and a half. Um, not a whole lot of standing around. But when I brought my years of coaching, plus, you know, I'm anxious to get after it. And snow days last week kept us out. So, you know, stuff that I learned from little tidbits from Coach Billings and the rest of the coaches in the convention, you know, I got a big smile on my face so when there's more stuff that we're going to be able to work on in the short term. Oh, yeah, the six areas of offense. Is that kind of what you're talking about for Coach Killings? Yeah, and the leverage and, you know, just, you know, I was like a kid in a candy store for <laughs> that hour. Just Yeah, I'd recommend if any of our listeners out there. you know. Yeah, as I was saying, I recommend any listeners out there want to read a great book is uh, – his, his book on high scoring high scoring offense or high scoring baseball is is a must read. He goes into all his drills and all that stuff and the philosophy behind it, and uh, definitely definitely love that book. Um, so moving forward, so as a coach, what would you say is you kind of dove into you want to get ready to you know launch all this new material and stuff? But what would you say your strengths are as a hitting guy, defense, pitching? What do you, what do you feel like your strengths are as a coach? And also, how do you attack your weaknesses? Yeah, not a thing that I bring to the table is a hitting background. Um, and not only in coaching, but I, you know, 20 years I was a 
instructor at, at Champions and like the um, mm-hmm. one is I know you know the world is kind of changing and everybody's in love with launch angle and you know I'm not going to sit here and say that you know, I don't believe in it but um, I'm not reinventing the wheel either that you know I've had success teaching I've had success as a player um, so I've got that big thing get the box be ready to go rest your hands um, and it's kind of a model that we've got you know moving forward it's got you know it's I dare you I dare you to put it close to my zone right because I'm gonna, I'm gonna be ready to, to, to do some damage so you know hard nose mentality is when I'm trying to bring it across to these guys be who you are but there's there's no give in. Nice. So, would you say that your practice plan involves a lot for hitting, like, as far as attacking the zone, situational hitting? Is that something you really um, stick in with the with the with the group of kids? Absolutely. Uh, keep it as simple as you can. Um, you know, depending on the hitter that you have, uh, you know, these kids are not all going to be one specific way. You know. We're not going to cookie cutter. Right, of course. So, um, so I know that... But also, but also being the new guy and not having a whole lot of time, you know, just trying to learn what their strengths are and, you know, trying to give them a little bit here and there to uh, find success. Right. Yeah, got to give got to have that positive reinforcement. You know, got to get on them, but then let them know that, hey, man, good job. Sometimes... You get beat, but a lot of times you get it right, and I think it's a, it's important for coaches to give that positive reinforcement as much as they can when it's applicable, of course. <laughs> True, but you know, kids, uh, this generation they have a, a whole lot of trouble with the failure end, and you know, as as a coach and a mentor, you just put your arm around and say, "Hey, you're going to fail more than you're going to succeed," and it's how you handle it. That's going to breathe that you have. So, kind of diving more into that, coach. So, what are some ways like that you hold your players accountable if they're not up to standard or if they're not, you know, working, giving maximal effort? Is there is there ways you you deal with that? Yeah, I mean, if you're not going to give your effort, somebody's going to pass you. And are you going to be satisfied? sitting next to me on a bucket where you're going to point a finger saying, you know, it's all coach's fault. Right. So, right. Know, I'm, I'm tickled to death with the work that these guys hang out They get after it. And, you know, they want more and more and more. Um, I like that problem. Yeah, you can't ask for, can't ask for better kids than that. The ones that don't have to be motivated. So, as far as this is your third program, you've taken over. So reflecting back on a young coach goings when you first started at Franklin to Carol to Scott, what would you tell yourself with your first job versus now and some of the lessons you've learned along the way? Trying to be, you know, getting these guys ready for life. Mm, I, I like that. in the beginning of, you know, we're, we're going to win. And, and we're gonna be hard nosed, and then 
being ahead on the scoreboard was the thing. And you know, now I'm realizing that hey, you'll get a handful of guys that move on to the next level, but majority of them are moving on to life. Yeah. How do how do I get these guys to have success? Learn how to be on time. Learn how to work home. Preparing them for college. Preparing them for being the best husband they can be, preparing them being the best dad they can be. You know, there's a whole lot of things that love, but you know, baseball helps you with. But that was kind of lost in the shuffle in the beginning, just trying to, you know, prove I was the best coach or prove we had the best team. Um, and you know, to have some hiccups along the way and you know, regrets. And, you know, I was fortunate enough that. Carroll County gave me an opportunity. Fortunate enough there that we had a little bit of success. Um, now I've been able to bring more that into a higher profile job. And now that I'm doing, you know, not only do the best I can eight guys that you know, I've got a couple months with, but I want to build a program. I don't have a middle school program. So now I'm going to be dealing with you know seventh graders, eighth graders. And oh, nice. Yeah. You know, want to be able to sustain a positive program um, that the community is going to be proud of and that school is going to be proud of. And, and, and try to build a program that Coach Train had going for a while. Uh, try to do things each and every year. Right. Yeah, that's. Man, you hit on a great key point that I know Sheet says a lot in the ABCA calls from the clubhouse is, you know, we're, 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 we're teaching our husbands and fathers when we are professional baseball players. So it's important that we build the men up. And and um, also the quote that that uh, a coach influences more people in one season than uh, most people do in a lifetime, which is, uh, which is a pretty great quote right there. I know that's something I never try to forget as far as our kids are concerned. And so kind of building on what you talked about the middle school program, I know you're a big summer guy. I, I see your tweets all summer about the represent the X for the uh, Commonwealth Baseball Club uh, or the Express as they're called. Kind of dive in real quick into some of the positives with the travel ball and maybe some of the, the negatives or the stereotypes that you feel like they're maybe not justified. Well, the positives is, you know, I spent many years with Kentucky Baseball Club and then I moved over to, uh, at the time, it was called the Bluegrass Express. And this year, we've merged with the Lexington Grays uh, to become oh, Commonwealth nice. Baseball Club. My, okay. my team will still be called the Express. Uh, I've got a 17-year-old group, and it's a very, very important summer for those guys. Uh, one thing people may or may not understand, high school baseball, I love it. I wouldn't be in it. You know, doing it for the right reason but kids unless you're very very close to a school that can pop over on an off day play you're playing the same time the college is on right of course yeah that's a great so point in the summertime that's a very big recruiting um, time and other wells baseball club we try to travel throughout the Ohio Valley region these kids an opportunity to play in front of um, college coaches and hopefully get them 
spot at the next level. Right. So, you know, the negatives can be um, if you're in a program where head coach or coaches don't have your best interest, you know, if they think it's all about chasing rings or, or chasing big trophies. I don't know if that's going to really benefit me. I like to think I'm in it for the right reasons. Two months, you know, I consider them my um, stepkids and I'm going (laughs) to do everything I can to, you know, get them every opportunity to have success. And, and, you know, the off season is, you know, spent reaching out to coaches as well. What I do for my high school guys is, you know, the more guys that move on to the next level, that speaks volumes for your program. Right, of course. Right. Mm. Yeah, that's my favorite, uh, definitely my favorite part of the job. And my players have heard it. A lot of my other coaches I've talked to is the is getting kids that you know, maybe those borderline kids that don't get a scholarship that you you find a school for them or find a program that matches and they get a college scholarship. And that's happened with a couple of my kids and. And uh, and it's there's nothing better than that because I was kind of that same kid in, in high school, a borderline college player, and I got the opportunity, and it, it definitely changed my life. So that's one of the reasons why I'm here now. Um, so just kind of finishing up, Coach. So what are some of the your strengths or habits or routines you may have as far as life? Do you get up early, late, or do you have any good books or anything like that you recommend? Well, I'm definitely a night owl, um, but I definitely like your know, researching Twitter, researching YouTube. Learning to stay um, on the learning end of what's new. If I can learn something every day, you know, obviously that's going to benefit the kid. Um, but I'm a baseball guy, 365 days a year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't, I don't coach football. I don't coach basketball. Um, so I know it's dreary rain and snow, and you know, kind of bring you down. I know that. The fun stuff is not far off, and um, the opportunity to put those pants on and, and you know make it fill out that lineup card, man, and you know exciting times that are coming up. Oh, it is just a few weeks away. I was sitting down my my hitting coach today, saying, "All right, we're three weeks out. What's the focus? What's the big global view? What we need to get better at?" You know, so it was a good, fun conversation. Well, Coach, last question I have for you. So what do you think are some things that we can do as an association to help grow our game and make it the uh, best in the country? Well, this is definitely a start. Um, it's definitely pro- promoting our uh, our state, promoting um, what we're trying to do as coaches. Many guys this past weekend at the convention or two weeks ago, you know, I love that they said baseball became a sharing. Yeah, you know, we're not trying to hide anything. You know, we're want to make each other better. Um, so I, I'm very, very thankful for all the college guys and high school guys. Um, I learned as much from Coach, Coach Porter, Porter, excuse me, as I did Coach Gillums and, and the rest of the college coaches. Right. And, you mm-hmm. know, um, Coach Porter got me excited to be a better head coach. He got me excited to. Um, promote the program a little bit more year round. Um, right. I believe in giving guys a break, but uh, I'm definitely going to imp- implement a few things that he brought to the table. Uh, very thankful that, that he shared them. Um, and, and you know, 
if I'm not trying to get better, how can I expect the kids to? Exactly. Exactly. I think the, the the number one thing I took away from Coach Porter's interview was two things. So the last two years I played him and he's never smiled one time as I shook his hand. So I thought, man, this guy's intense. <laughs> and then once I sat down with him, it was awesome. Like he couldn't be, could not have been more nice and, and, uh, and was really just a great guy to talk to and was smiling the whole time. And it's funny when guys cross a the line, they can get intense sometimes and, and uh, that was kind of my my impression of Coach Porter. But once I got to sit down and talk to him, man, what, what a nice guy. And, and uh, I learned a lot from him, too, as well. And, I mean, heck, the guy's doing something right, as a lot of our coaches are across the state. But, Coach Goins, I want to appreciate you for sharing your, your experiences and your, your long um, history in this game of baseball. And we appreciate everything you're doing for it. And I also want to thank the listeners out there as we're up to, I think, our sixth episode and reaching almost 400 listeners which is awesome. As everybody knows, I love to say this is awesome. Um, coach Goins was like, I'm going to make an awesome reference. I don't think you did during the show, though, Coach. I mean, I, I was waiting for the awesome reference. I didn't get it. Well, uh, I appreciate you having me on, because that's awesome. <laughs> could, not have, hey, could not have finished up any better. So once again, listeners, once you're done, like, subscribe, review the podcast, give it a thumbs up if you want to leave a message. Click that message button on the Anchor app, and we'll throw those messages in our next episode. But on behalf of the Kentucky High School Baseball Coach Association, thanks for listening and never stop learning.